Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now get ready for another episode of Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are thoughts and opinions only and do not necessarily reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks or their sponsors and associates. You are encouraged to do the proper amount of research yourself depending on the subject matter and your needs. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For almost 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death. And so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. Several times in the past, I've loaded the episodes with stories of people just before they pass and they have someone visiting them at their bedside or stories of near-death experiences. And I thought today you can meet a hospice nurse and not only hear some stories of why she believes, but I think it's also important to talk about some of the more sensitive things I don't know if you have a loved one who died suffering like I did with my dad. I don't know if you've had experiences with the warm and wonderful people of hospice and what can be done for a loved one. I don't know if you have someone in your life who passed by their own hands and took themselves out of life. I think it's important to give evidence of the afterlife, but I also think it's important to give some instruction and knowledge and things to expect and about living life. And we are all going to face that final breath. And it is my prayer for all of us that we know what to expect. We know loved ones will come and be with us. I think all that is so important and that we really do get our money's worth out of life while we're here now. I really do. So today I want to introduce you to Alyssa L. Chokachi. She has worked in hospice and palliative care as a nurse and worked with the dying and the bereaved for over 30 years. She's also an author, has written four books. She's taught a life after life graduate seminar on near-death studies at Hood College in Maryland, and she's filled with information. You can find out more about her at MiraculousMoments.com. Alyssa, a warm welcome to you. Thank you so very much, Sandra. It's a joy to be here with you. Alyssa, it's a joy to be with you too. Can you tell us a little bit about you? It takes a very special person to pick hospice and palliative care for a career, but I'm sure something happened and something happened to have you investigate the afterlife. Will you tell us a little bit about your story? Well, I I love work uh, as a hospice nurse. I really feel that it's probably the area we can impact people the greatest. 
in the sense of actually seeing the difference of what you do in their lives. And it's not about like, we, we know they're going to pass. However, our goal is to maximize the quality of their time here until they do. And so it's helping them in lots of different ways. You know, some of it is like physical, you know, uh, medications or, you know, symptom management or whatever. But there's also this spiritual piece. Mm-hmm. And I love that about hospice. Hospice is very holistic. So it's part of my job as a hospice nurse to address that spiritual side when it is needed. And so we'll just say that's what I love uh, uh, about mm-hmm. hospice in particular. Now, I would say it was really a personal experience I had that absolutely convinced me beyond anything I know in this world that there is life after death. And this happened to me when I was 23 years old. I was a brand new nurse and my eldest cousin who I grew up with, um, Stefan, was I actually grew up with him. I mean, I lived with them. My cousin, my brother and I lived with them in Knoxville, Tennessee for nine years. And he was tragically killed in a car accident. And what happened with him and me two weeks later is what convinced me. So what I want to say is he came to visit me. And it was in the early morning hours. I wasn't quite awake. I wasn't, I wasn't asleep. It was more real than anything I know. I can tell you 100% it was not a dream because the colors in the experience were brighter than anything in this reality. The emotions that I felt were intensified, like way, way, way more. So like if I was sad, I was almost in despair. Or if I was happy, I was like jumping over the moon with ecstasy. So I pivoted between the highs and lows of emotion, which doesn't normally happen in my in my everyday life, but I can as clearly remember it today. And now it's been like 38 years. So the experience started when I was in the woods. We played in the woods a lot. And I'm looking all around and the leaves are like so brilliant green beyond what you can imagine. And there is this uh, dirt road, overgrown dirt road that's uh, running in front of me. And I, I glimpse something's coming to me from the right. So I look over to my right and down comes the road uh, on this dirt road through the woods is this brilliant, stark white unicorn. Now you're going to say, unicorns are not real. It doesn't matter. This is what I thought too. Yeah, 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 yeah. To myself in the experience. But it whisks right by me and off down the woods. I go running down this dirt path after the unicorn. And eventually the unicorn brings me to the edge of the woods. Straight in front of me is my cousin, Stefan. And I cannot believe my eyes because he had died, but yet there he was. Ken and I run up to him and I grab him and I hug him. Oh my God, Stefan, you're alive. You're alive. You're alive. And, you know, he said, of course I'm alive, Alyssa. (laughs) Of course I'm alive. And the other thing is I could physically feel him in my arms. Mm -hmm. And when do you like feel in a dream? I mean, but I fully embraced him. But then all of a sudden I remembered in that car accident, he actually had 95% burns of his body. And you know what? As a nurse, I did a rotation through uh, Shriners Burn 
Institute in Boston for children. And I remember just those dressing changes for those poor little kids. And I remember thinking, oh my God, Alyssa, how could you forgot he was burned? Mm-hmm. And I, you've just squeezed the daylights out of him. Like, what the heck have you done? Right. So now I think I've hurt him. So my tears of joy go to tears of shame. And now I'm apologizing. I'm like, Stefan, Stefan, I am so sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. And he's just looking down at me, smiling. And he's like, Alyssa, it's all right. I don't hurt anymore. Stefan, I said, where are your glasses? Because we all wore glasses. Mm-hmm. All my cousins and I and brother. And he goes, Alyssa, I don't need glasses. I can see. I'm like, oh my God, he's alive. He's totally healed and he's got 20, 20 vision. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, oh my God, Stefan, wait a minute. And I step back and suddenly this camera appears in my right hand. I said, Stefan, I said, I just want to take a a picture because I want to remember this moment for all of eternity. And so you know, eventually he finally agrees to let me take his picture and I go to snap the picture and then the whole ex- dreamlike experience ended. That whole sequence it wasn't a dream, but that experience ended. And of course it ended because Kodak paper, which is what we had back in those days, right? Kodak paper could have never captured the spiritual significance of what happened to me with Stefan. Because when I came to my full awareness, my full consciousness, I knew to my core that my cousin was alive, totally healed, happier, and more at peace than I ever knew him in this life. And it healed my grief. And a dream doesn't heal your grief. But to my core, I knew he was alive. And so that was, I was 23 years old. I didn't find myself working as a hospice nurse until like I was 33, Mm -hmm. 34. And that's when I really felt like the huge impact because now I could go into homes and help patients who were given a life-limiting illness or their, their caregivers who are facing this loss of this most precious person in their life and be able to be fully present. Like, they're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. You're going to be totally healed and better than you ever know. Experiences like that, Alyssa, are so rare, but they're so wonderful. And if you haven't had one, no one can convince you it's not the real thing. I remember lying down to take a nap and I was still awake. And all of a sudden I heard this piano music so loud. And then right in front of my face was my grandmother, alive and real, real. And my conscious mind just kicked in like, oh my gosh, it's Grammy. And it disappeared, but I was still awake. You know, these experiences are so vivid, so real. You can remember them better than any dream or any memory. That's something that people who experience the near-death experience say. It's so clear, more clear than anything they remember. It feels like it when I talk about the near-death experience, what people people go through and how it transforms their life, this definitely was life-changing. You know, again, you kind of put it, you know, you kind of keep going on with your life and and then lots of things have happened over the years yep. that confirmed it. So I would say 
When I went into hospice and I felt the need of people, desperate need to know that their loved ones were going to be okay, I couldn't obviously share it with everybody. I couldn't share with many people, actually, what happened with me because the time has to be right. Number one, their belief system has to be right. You have to have the time, you know. And you start talking about unicorns. I'm like, oh, my God. Sorry, that's but, just but where my right. mind. Well, like, no. I also had, you know, there were lots of responsibilities mm-hmm. that I had. Of and course. so God would just absolutely orchestrate me where yeah. I needed to be. And I would feel an inner prompting. I would know when I was called to say something to a particular family mm-hmm. member or right. patient, but usually the family member. And then if I followed that in, inner knowing, that inner that intuition, yep. then I would find out that because I went out on a limb and said something, they might turn around and share something with me that perhaps they never told another person on the planet. No one else. And the only reason they shared it with me is because they knew I was going out and I would not criticize them or judge them in any way. So this is some valuable advice we can all take. Anytime you can become vulnerable and share with somebody your story, as weird as it may be, that leaves them an opening to be able to share with you their stuff and what a gift that is to listen. So we'll be right back with more of Alyssa. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. 
That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com shades today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot slash shades. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are with Alyssa L. Chokachi, hospice nurse, author, and so much more. Alyssa, what other stories do you have for us, maybe from your experience, that let you really know that life after death is real? Well, I'd also like to just mention something that I discovered in hospice. Do you know that it is common for someone who is dying to be visited by deceased loved ones in the last days or weeks of life. Yes, absolutely. Yes. It's quite fascinating. You could walk into a room, no one else is in the room that you can see anyway, right. but they could be having a conversation with someone. And it is a, it's a two-way conversation. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. They often uh, will speak in symbolic terms, like in metaphors. They'll talk about like, you know, I'm I'm going home, but they don't mean their physical home. They mean their spiritual home. Mm-hmm. Or pack my bags. You know, get me ready. You know, I'm I'm going on a trip, or I'm I'm whatever. The dying, I really do feel in my heart, enter a heightened spiritual state in those last days or or weeks of life, and I feel that they have a foot in both worlds. They're partly here. They're partly there, and I think they may even consciousness-wise go back and forth because sometimes you walk in and you'll see them kind of jump, and it's like, and they may be a little confused. And see, I think they can see things that we can't see. And one patient of mine who was really a sweetheart of a lady, great teacher for me, was, well, I actually saw her twice over a period of time. The first time was just a, an ordinary visit. I was uh, doing a visit for another nurse and this lady was still up and about. She had colon cancer, but she was still walking a mile every day because, you know, around the block because she was not going to give in to her cancer. And she was feisty and fun. You would have loved her. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I just remember to myself, say, remember saying to myself, oh, yeah, I'm going to remember her. She just, she's what I want to be. You know, it's my turn. I just want to be like her. I'm not giving in. Right. And then, but, you know, time passes, we'll just say six months, nine months. I'm not exactly sure how, how long it was, but now I'm on call for hospice and I get a call from one of her two daughters and says, can you please come check my, you know, my mom, our mom, because she seems a little distant. Uh, So I go and, and now this is a very different lady, you know, than, than what I saw. And now she's bed bound. She's in a hospital bed, but she's very peaceful looking, which is not to say that not everyone is, but she has an unusual quality about peacefulness about her that I haven't often seen. So then I go in and I ask her questions and we'll, I'm calling her Eleanor, just that's not her real name. But, you know, I said, Eleanor, um, 
you know, uh, you having any pain? And she's like, no. And she just has a smile as, you know, any, any, any concerns? No. And, you know, I check her vital signs and everything's okay. I mean, I, every, nothing's telling me she's going to die mm-hmm. you know, tonight, you know, she's, you know, but she's definitely in a, a different place. Uh, and one of the things that the dying uh, do do is they kind of separate from this reality. It isn't a conscious decision. It's more of an inner journey that they take. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that they don't love those loved ones around them. They surely do. But it's now they're preparing. And um, so they, yeah, they're not interested in w- watching the TV or reading the newspaper anymore or having those conversations. It tends to be a very quiet time. So she didn't offer a lot. You know, she answered my questions and smiled every time, clearly not in any pain at all. And I, you know, went out afterwards, told her daughters that I felt like she was in the beginning stages, the beginning stages of actively dying and did the preparation I needed to do with them and then went back one more time to her. And one thing I just my own little personal thing is before I leave a home, I like to know that I've done something to make it better there for that patient. Mm -hmm. But this woman didn't need any intervention on my part. She was perfectly calm and (laughs) comfortable. But uh, yeah, and I knew I had prepared her daughters, which was so important. But still, so I come back to, you know, are you, are you, you know, do you have any pain? And she says, no. And I said, are you afraid at all? And I mean, I don't always go here, but there was really nothing for me to do. And I said, are you afraid at all? And she said, no. And I never had said it before. And I never had said it, have said it since. But in this particular situation, this is one of those where I follow my inner prompting, right? Yeah. So I said, um, well, if you ever do get afraid. I said, just look for the light. And she says, oh, I I do. (laughs) And I said, you do? And she says, all the time. I remember that her daughters had told me she was in this state for like two or three days, this very distant state. So I said, Eleanor, what does the light feel like? She said, it's very warm and comforting and it lets me know there's nothing I have to worry about wow and I'm like oh my gosh and I said Elmer what is the light she said it's God's love for me there was no fear and she smiled her eyes sparkled she was peaceful. She'd been peaceful. Wouldn't it be something if everybody knew that, you know, there's nothing to be afraid of? The more we talk, as you know, the more you learn. Don't you like everywhere you go and you, some, you, you open up and they tell you something and it's like one more. Oh yes. Thank you. I just keep saying, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Because it's one more affirmation. It's yeah. one more affirmation. You talk to the people who've had the near death experiences, right? Their lives, as you said, are changed. They're changed forever. And they know they lose their fear of death. Now, if anybody ought to be afraid of death, (laughs) the people who died, (laughs) it's like heart stopped, the breathing stopped. If there was a reason to be afraid, but they're just like transformed by that experience they had of being bathed in that, as you said, unconditional but unlimited love just love beyond our wildest dreams no judgment ever 
ever, just complete acceptance. I remember this one gentleman who told me that, and and he was a biker and who had had a a near-death experience. And he said, when he got over there, he said, it was like everything was perfect. He said, now there were all these people around me. I didn't know them, who they were, but I knew that I knew them. He said, it was like you were the best day of your life with all your best friends out. Everything was perfect. The temperature was perfect. You couldn't have asked for a more, just perfect. He couldn't even get beyond the perfection of the moment. It was like your best possible moment day ever in all your whole life. That's what it felt like the whole time you're over there. Another thing I thought was interesting about what he had to say was he was a biker and, you know, he'd gone through some different, uh, actually a hell's angel. It's a tough guy. Yeah. He's a tough guy. And he said, you know, all my life, he says, I, I would say, you know, God, you know, wait till I get to the other side. I got some questions to ask you. So he said, when he's on the other side, he said, I, I was over there and he said, I didn't have any more questions because I already knew the answers. The questions were gone because on that side, you are in all awareness. You are in a heightened understanding. Alyssa, do you have any insight or thoughts on the word suffering? I know you've been around many people as they've passed. I've only been with my dad and it wasn't pretty. He really suffered with cancer right up until the end. Well, I just want to say to make sure, and I'm sorry that your dad suffered, and I am so sorry that there are so many family members that do see loved ones suffering, because those memories are hard to let go of. But uh, number one, I would just, I mean, I don't know what your dad was going through in particular, but I I would say make sure you're in the hands of uh, experts to help minimize any suffering that might be there. So make sure you're with you know, a hospice, hospice yep. pain experts. I don't know if that's what your dad was going through. There's lots of ways to make people comfortable. And I think people are reluctant to, to come on board to hospice because they feel like they're giving up hope. But our focus is to, like I said, really maximize that time here on earth. So get them as comfortable as they can be. Uh, in rare situations, we we can't get them comfortable. And, and that's as hard, it's hard on us because we want to make it better for them. I also believe that make sure that your doctor is one who really hears and listens and doesn't have a problem with giving offering pain medication. I mean, hospice will advocate for you on your behalf. We really want to give you whatever it is that's going to make you comfortable. You know, there is not, there's no such thing as too much medication. Obviously, you're not going to get from A to, you know, huge amounts overnight, but everything is is really actually calculated based on, okay, you're using this much Okay, okay, now you need this many, this much more. Okay, we're going to, you know, figure it out. Each time we do a bump, it's a mathematical calculation in pain medication. Yeah, that's what happened to my dad, but he was not in hospice. We thought he had much longer on this earth. I wish he was in hospice because we did have a little time in hospice where he was getting his pain meds sorted out. And the people there were so kind and so wonderful, really positive. Alyssa, I want to ask you about your books. I know you have one called The Angel with the Golden Glow, A Family's Journey Through Loss and Healing. Actually inspired by a little child that I cared for as a hospice nurse. Mm -hmm. And 
It's a story that starts in heaven and ends in heaven. This little child comes with a healing gift to earth, and he knows before he comes that he will only be here for a short time, but he brings a gift of healing. That sounds very special. Now, Alyssa, you also have Our Children Live On, Miraculous Moments for the Bereaved. Mm -hmm. That is uh, mostly parents' experiences of their children after they've died. I think there's about 75 stories in there. Wow, that's quite a few. Alyssa, we need to scoot off for a break. And when we come back, I want to find out how you went about finding these parents and getting all of these stories. So we will be back in just a moment. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are with author and hospice nurse, Alyssa Elchokachi. Alyssa, you just said your book, Our Children Live On, has over 75 stories. How did you get all these parents to send you the stories? Honestly, uh, the Angel Book brought me in touch with a lot of uh, families who had had amazing experiences with their children after they had died. I put in the back of the book that I was working on another book. Honestly, The Angel with the Golden Glow kind of happened to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miraculous Moments, which Our Children Live On is is like the companion book to that. The, the two would have been one book, except that I had too many stories in the publisher, which was Llewellyn uh, Worldwide. 
the publisher had me divided into two books. Yeah. So Miraculous Moments came first, true stories mm-hmm. affirming that life goes on. Mm-hmm. So that and Our Children Live On, both of them have lots of stories of after-death communication. Uh, you know, some stories of nearing death awareness, that, that heightened spiritual state that the dying enter, you know, before they pass. And then also near-death experiences, people who have died, been brought back to life, and tell you what happened on the other side. So the difference between the two books is Our Children Live On is mostly uh, told by brief parents, some siblings, some healthcare professionals, you know, what have you. But it could be not just a little child. It could, and there's actually four stories in there that have to do with miscarriage, experiences that the moms had after they miscarried. But all different ages, even up to the loss of an adult daughter who died of breast cancer, you know, there's all different. And then we know there's lots of, uh, you know, lots of family, families lose children to sudden death, whether it's, you know, drug overdose or suicide or a car accident. So lots of stories to support those families and, and the journeys that these parents went through to help them. Some share a little, some share how they got through it. My heart goes out to any parent who has had their child and their own life. Can we talk a little bit about suicide, Alyssa? I know from these many years that nobody's punished. The child is healthy, well, whole again, no matter what age you take yourself over there. Well, that they can still be around in their lives. And these parents are are telling you that. And, you know, it's interesting. You were talking about your dad physically suffering be, be, before he died. Uh-huh. But surely these parents who have lost children to suicide and the families suffer so much after the suicide. Definitely. Because there's always this question of what did I miss? Did I, could I have done something? You know, should I have acted sooner or, you know, whatever. And there's always this. And why? Why? You know, and clearly that soul, you know, found that suffering on this earth plane was too much to bear. They just, it was too much for them to bear for whatever reason. And sometimes just like your dad led you to uh, what your work is right now, I really sometimes feel like, you know, these parents in their desperate search to find wholeness again, to find peace in their hearts, if it's at all possible ever, will lead them to finally connecting with their child in a new way. And, and you know, there's a great book, and you may have never heard of this book, but I feel it's very helpful for families who've experienced uh, the child who took his life from suicide. And the recommendation was given to me by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross through one of her newsletters mm-hmm. years ago. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, the Swiss psychiatrist who very much uh, raised awareness about the needs of the dying in the the 60s, 60s, 70s, you know. Anyway, Elizabeth recommended this book, and it's called Stephen Lives, and it's written by Anne Puryear, P-U-R-Y-E-A-R, and it talks about this mom's struggle with the loss of her son. I think he was 15 or 16 when he took his life, and how she gets through it, and there's notes that he's left, and, and anyway, she ends up communicating with him, uh, learning through her meditation how to connect with him. And the story goes on. And it's been a pretty powerful agent to help families walk that journey. Thank you so much for that resource. I also want to recommend any parent who has a child in the afterlife, no matter how they got over there, please go to Helping 
parentsheal.org. It is one of the few grief support groups that are out there that wholeheartedly embrace the reality of the afterlife. They have many free things online. They also have a private group only for parents. They'll have mediums do demonstrations to their community. They're really a good group. There's even a phone number that you can call any time of day or night if you need to talk to somebody. Alyssa, I tell you, it's not easy being a human. Not only physical problems and emotional problems, but mental problems. There's so many things that are so tough for us here. Remember everything, I think that there's a lesson and a blessing in every experience. So it's up to us to figure out what is it that we need to learn through the experience so we can move on. What's the gift in that experience? Even through suffering, there's a gift. Like look at the gift that you received through sharing that suffering with your dad and look at the amazing difference you're making in the world for the lot in the lives of all these people. Same thing with the little baby that I cared for that inspired you know, the angel with the golden glow. Yes, that was so difficult for the family at the time, but he has touched thousands of families, helping them through their journey. So I have to agree that there can be a gift in grief. However, this can really tick some people off because when you're going through it, there is nothing more painful. In fact, people do end their lives when they're deeply grieving. People do hit rock bottom. Some people who don't believe can spend 30, 40, 50 years in pain. I think when you get the right support, when you get to go on your spiritual journey and realize that your loved ones are still around, I think several years down the road, you can look back and see that gift in grief, really. By you going through the experience you had, you may touch the life of one other person that gives them hope again. And that is what I think you're talking about as far as the gift and grief. Because I tell you what, if anyone were to tell me when I hit rock bottom that, oh, there's a gift in it for you. Oh, how special. You're going to learn something. I would have punched them right in the nose. And I mean that. So while we're on the topic of grief, What would you like to share about grief? Because it is brutal. It is a bear. The only way to the other side of grief is going straight through it. What are your thoughts? Well, first off, you know, grief is real and tangible and even physical in the body. Mm -hmm. Everybody grieves in different ways. uh, And it really depends on that, not only the uniqueness of that individual, but the type of loss they had. Was it a young person, an old person? Was it a tragic loss? Was it a sudden death? Was it a whatever? There's so many things that factor, but still it's a loss. So we have to process our pain. We have to move through the pain. We have to allow the pain, experience it, you know, find those things that are going to help support you through that to heal, to get to the other side of it. I really feel that um, even getting body work is really helpful, like polarity therapy or, um, you know, massage or you know, do, do more than just talking. Uh, you can get flower essences could help you, you know, uh, move through grief. There's lots of things, but I find doing one, two or three things simultaneously helps you move through things quicker. Also, 
when we lose someone, we're in the mindset that they're gone. And the truth is, they aren't. They really can still be in our lives. I have this sense that our loved ones um, want to let us know right away that they're around, but our grief separates us from being able to see those subtle things that they're trying to show us. Mm-hmm. Kind of like I, not to say in any way that there's a parallel here, but um, you know, when I get a migraine, you know, it's just there for five days or whatever. And I just like try to try to dim down my, my, my awareness of the pain. But what happens when I do that is I miss a lot of the world around me because that pain is so great. Like I, I miss all the other stuff around me. Well, the same thing, only a way more intensified if you've lost a loved one because your heart is really feeling physical pain. And so you really have to dim down the intensity of that pain so you can survive. And so you've kind of like turned everything down on, you know, just to try to take it a little bit at a time. But what happens is there's there, it's probably your loved ones trying to reach out to you, but they can't get through the grief. Now, the other thing is, is, you know, have you ever, you know, as, and I'm sure you remember this, there were times after your dad died that you just started crying out of nowhere. Yes. Just okay. burst into tears. Yeah. yeah. And now, of course, there's the triggers that we know that. Yeah, yeah. Where's your dad or Father's Day or, you know, whatever, you know, the time that that you always picked him up, you called him on the telephone and it's that time of the week or the day. But I'm not talking about the triggers. I'm talking about like you're just going on with life and there it is. All of a sudden you burst out crying. My sense is that your dad was near. Your dad was trying to reach out to you because you were in a peaceful place and he was trying to let you know, I'm here with you, Sandra. And you recognized his energy near you and you remembered and started to cry and said, dad, you're not with me. So I offer something to shift that perhaps, just dial it a little bit differently. And instead of saying, dad, you're not here, how about shift it and say, dad, Thanks for coming. Wow, that's a really good practice if we can remember to do it. Gosh, it is so hard when we're grieving because it's like it's got a mind of its own. But yeah, those triggers and all of a sudden you find yourself buckled over in tears, start talking to your loved one. Absolutely, absolutely. Anyways, I want to tell you if you haven't heard the past episode, there's a special thing in there for you that I think you should. It's a meditation to reconnect you with your loved one. It's very powerful. So that is episode 93 of Shades of the Afterlife. So let's take a break and we'll find out some more from Alyssa when we get back. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are with Alyssa L. Chokachi. And she is from MiraculousMoments.com, author, hospice nurse, and just a great person. Alyssa, what are some of the common ways that loved ones can get through to us, just us regular folks? Um, well, I think commonly we see our loved ones in dream, in dream time. Now, there's just regular dreams where we're processing our grief or crying. But there's the dreams where you know it's more than a dream. Maybe you're having a really particularly hard day. And, you know, and there they there they suddenly show up to let you know, I'm here with you. I'm here. You're you're not alone. Right? Right. Um, they may come with a message that you really needed to hear. They often look uh younger like really like in their prime, you know? And those are things that wouldn't no, we wouldn't normally even experience. Right. Right? Sometimes we hear, you know, various forms of sound, like perhaps we hear their voice call out our name. Or uh, here was one example, uh, this woman who uh, was really close to her grandmother and her grandmother had died and she was, it was an adult woman who was out on a shopping trip with a, a dear friend and they'd gone shopping and she gets in the and she's in the passenger seat she gets in and she has all these packages and she intentionally didn't put her seatbelt on because she wanted to show her friend who was driving the car oh yeah this is what I got this is what I got right and she didn't put her seatbelt on well she's driving along and then all of a sudden you know she hears her grandmother's voice like scream in her head 
put your seatbelt on now. Or actually, I think she says, for God's sakes, put your seatbelt on now. Uh-huh. And so she quick stops and she jumps and she puts it on. And then lo and behold, there's this, you know, uh, accident that, that proceeds to happen with this huge tractor trailer truck. Their car flips like twice over, lands upside down. And she wasn't even hurt. She had her seatbelt on. And, and that's a really true story in this, you know, that's an example. I mean, now that's a very dramatic example. Most people don't hear that, but I'm just saying you could hear the voice and that was as clear as a bell and it really saved her life. Other things, you know, people might hear a song playing, like maybe it's your song uh, that, that the two of you shared and here it is this special, either you're having a hard time or maybe it's your anniversary and there's your, your anniversary, the song that you danced to at your wedding or sometimes, you know, uh, baby, you know, little ones, maybe they've lost a little baby and maybe their musical toys start playing. Nobody's touching it and there it is. I've even had people uh, tell me, uh, this one mom told me that after her adult daughter, and I think she had died from breast cancer, um, it was like three months before she could really get herself to like clean up her her place, her apartment, and and she's over there cleaning it up, and then all of a sudden the blinking light goes on on the on the answering machine, so she goes to play it. It's her daughter's voice. There are really so many ways that loved ones try to communicate. But I often say when our mind is so busy, worried about the future and thinking about the past and feeling guilty and all those things, they can't get through. Especially some of them are just such subtle signs, such feelings or a memory or something that we can easily just chalk up to, oh, that was just my imagination. You know, it's great to talk to somebody who's an author, who's got a book or books in your case. But if you want to hear just stories from everyday people, here's a trick that I told people a couple of episodes ago, is if you look up near-death experiences or deathbed visitations or hospice nurse stories, anything like that on YouTube, and then you look in the comments below, there are thousands of people that want to tell you their stories. I haven't done this yet, but look up signs from your loved ones. I am sure there are stories underneath those videos that are really great. So it'll give you an idea of some of the things to look for. And you can also ask for signs. You know, it's true that our loved ones don't experience time and space like we do. You know, for us, it could be a year since our loved one died and you might not feel like you've gotten a sign. And in their world, it could be just like a blink of an eye because they're watching us. They are part of our lives. Of course, they've got lives to live over there. But they can see everything, so they don't miss us like we miss them. But keep talking to them. Hey, Dad, I haven't heard from you for a while. I knew you loved to fly airplanes. Put some airplanes in my path, or the word airplane, or whatever that may be. And then pay attention. Pay attention. I always let listeners know to research anything that kind of pulls at your heartstrings. If you're interested in electronic voice phenomena, do some more research on it. If you're interested in deathbed visitations, do some research on it. You can take a course in psychic and mediumship and actually see that you have this potential within you. It's pretty amazing. My biggest passion about doing this show is when we're not afraid of death, we won't be afraid of life. Really, life is so difficult. 
And when you can have some kind of an experience or a deep belief that we go on, you know, you push the envelope, you say things to people that you're open, maybe, and I love you when you normally wouldn't say it, you know, or you go after a dream or you take a little risk, something like that. So I do want everybody to play full out in their lives, myself included. It's not easy to take my own advice, but I I do try. Yes. Well, and if you live as fully as you possibly can during your life, then there's no fear of dying. There shouldn't be a fear of dying because you've done everything you needed to do. And if you haven't, you can continue doing it over there or like in a near-death experience. It's not your time. We certainly hear those people who've had the near-death experiences who are are sent back. There's a few of them who are sent back. They're not given a choice of whether they're going to stay or go. go. Uh, there said, you are going to go back because you are not done yet. There's still, you have to go back here for your mom or there's still work for you to do. They may come back with the awareness of what they still have left to do on this earth. So I, I believe when we're not, when we're not um, done, we definitely come back to complete that. Yeah. You know, those folks that have those near-death experiences, they have such a passion for helping other people and they have no fear of dying. Pretty incredible. If you haven't yet researched IANDS, go to IANDS.org, I-A-N-D-S.org. It's the International Association for Near-Death Studies. Every year they have a big conference. Uh, It's held online and in person. And it's just, it's an incredible, incredible group of people. Alyssa, look down into your heart, if you would. What haven't I asked you or what haven't we talked about or what else would you like to say while we're here together? Well, I just I just want to say that just you know to your your listeners, please know that your loved ones love you just as much now. Those who've passed over love you just as much now as they ever did. That love is eternal. It does not change because they are not here in the physical with you. They love you forever and it will always be there. So if you need them, just ask. Just ask. And even if you don't ask, they will still be there for you in your time of need. Yeah, they're right here with us. You know, like I said, they have lives to live there, but they could be with us in a heartbeat. You know, they can multitask. Let me put it to you that way. Being in two places at one time. There's actually a story of two gals that are sisters that lived on the opposite sides of the earth. And they both got medium readings at the same time. And the mom came through with evidence for both of them at the exact same time. So they can be different places at once. And they are with us. Alyssa, thank you so much for being our guest today. You are most welcome. Thank you so very, very much for having me. You are most very welcome. And it's very easy to talk to you. And for our listeners, don't go anywhere just yet, because I've got a couple other things to share and a nice poem as well. As a reminder, you can check out Alyssa's website at MiraculousMoments.com or her Facebook page, Miraculous Moments. And it really is miraculous to think that our loved ones can come through, that they live on, that we'll live on. But don't forget, we live in a miraculous universe. There's the new telescope out there that's taking pictures from when the Big Bang happened. I mean, we live in an ever-expanding universe with billions and billions of galaxies. And they say for every grain of sand on our Earth, 
there is a star like our sun with planets around it. It's incredible. And then down to our tiniest little fiber, the molecules within us, the atoms within the molecules, all we are is invisible vibrating energy. I don't know who created this game called life. I gotta admit, it's very rarely fun, but I do think there is a purpose to it. I do think there's experiences our soul needs to have. And if in doubt, let's just sprinkle a little love in and things get better. Loving yourself, loving another person, being of service to another. So I want to read this to you. Don't cry for me when I am gone. Celebrate the life I lived. Celebrate that I am gone to a better place. No more suffering, no more pain. Now I can walk, now I can talk. Now I can see my friends that went before me. Don't cry for me, not even when I am gone. My world is not over, it has just begun. Celebrate the fact you knew me. Celebrate the times we shared. Celebrate our joys, our love of life. For I am in a much better place. Don't cry for me until I am gone. Don't cry for me, not even then. But cry for your loss of a friend. Cry for the sorrows you feel. Make room for the joys to remember. Don't cry for me. I won't cry for you. Not until you are gone, but not even then. Because I will be waiting to see you again, my friend, when you cross the stairway to heaven's gates. So with that, my friend, remember you are a beautiful soul having a human experience. Please come visit us on our Sunday gathering. I beg you. It's so great. Go to wedontdie.com and click on Sunday Gathering. It's our free spiritual service filled with motivation, love, and a medium demonstration. So I wish you a great day and thank you for listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Make sure and check out all our shows on the iHeartRadio app or by going to iHeartRadio.com.